The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes and thedealwithyield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our host, John Zook. Today we have Mary Pat Sass, Winfield United Technology Manager, covering Wisconsin on the phone to talk about in-season imagery. Mary Pat, how can farmers use satellite imagery to assess crop needs and make adjustments throughout the growing season? So satellites help direct farmers to fields and specific zones and fields that might need their attention throughout the growing season. Our satellite images really just give us a direction, whether it's a poor area or an area that's showing higher vegetation, to look for whether it be diseases, insect pressure, nutrient deficiencies. Satellites help us figure out those exact spots in the field to go look at and make those management decisions. So, Mary Pat, when I'm thinking about the exact spots in the field and how do I get there, tell us a little bit about the resolution and how we actually get to those spots in the fields and and what some of the things that we actually see when we get to those spots. So our satellites deliver images at five meters, so we're able to get down very detailed as far as lower and higher vegetative amounts in the field and we use our r7 tool and there's a location service within the r7 tool so we know exactly where we're at as we're walking through the field our location is pinged as we walk through the field and we can get to the lower areas of biomass and medium all the way to the higher areas and know where we are when we're scouting the field so some of the things you might find lower biomass early on can mean a number of things. It can mean, you know, you have a lower stand established, maybe you have some nutrient deficiencies, or it could actually be the best part of the field because what I've learned walking several fields with images is just because it has more biomass doesn't necessarily mean it's a great spot in the field. Early on, we can use those images to help direct us towards areas with weed pressure, and that really has been something we've learned is green doesn't always mean good when we're out there scouting with these images. When you're looking at the satellite imagery, what we're seeing is basically a spectrum of green to red. Red not always meaning bad, but maybe something that we need to go and inspect because it's certainly different than the color green. Some of the things that we found out there is maybe some disease, maybe some weed issues, maybe some nutrient deficiencies. And then I've also seen some weather events. Maybe we have a windstorm. Maybe there's some corn rootworm feeding. Some corn went down and we start to see some weather events there. Can you talk a little bit about, so once you get to those spots, I mean, what are some decisions that we can be made once we see them based off of the the in-season imagery. So by having a better look at your field instead of, you know, scouting certain areas or walking in 40 feet and getting an assessment of your field, you're getting a whole field assessment. So how is my whole field performing and how can I make those decisions? So some of the decisions that can be made are if I need to take a tissue sample on this field, should I be doing it by zone based on this imagery? Some other decisions that could be made are I have lower yield potential in some zones. Can I be managing my inputs for the rest of the season a little differently? Can I be doing variable rate nitrogen potentially? Or if I'm seeing a disease pop up in a portion of the field, if it's, say, northern corn leaf blight, you know, at about tassel time, maybe I should be applying my whole field to protect it from that disease. So basically, we can be a lot more efficient on the decisions that are being made across those acres uh, when we have the ability to look at an in-season image. 
Yep, you're not going out there blind. You're seeing your field for what it is, good, bad, and ugly. What are some things we can do with in-season imagery when we're in conditions like this as far as setting up the plan for next year? So one thing that's great about the R7 tool is we have an archive of historical images dating back several years. So what we can do this time of year is start to analyze trends in the field across the year. Are there certain areas that tend to do more poor than other areas or are there areas that tend to have higher biomass and can that relate to my yield potential and if so can I make some decisions for variable rate planting or variable rate managing throughout the season whether it be nitrogen or just planning to scout by zone knowing that my whole field doesn't perform the same that's what we're working on right now is just getting a feel for those fields so that we can have a plan and know what to expect in season. Yeah, so I think the planning process is probably the most important part to any farming operation is making sure you have a plan in place so you can start to manage what's going across the acre. When I think about looking at in-season imagery, and in my experience, uh, say, you know, typical farmer has anywhere from 15, 30 plus fields. How do you start to manage some of the images that are coming through from day to day or all the way throughout the season with all those fields? What are some things that we can do to start to manage those images? So to manage multiple fields at a time, we use our field monitoring tool, which is a low-resolution daily image that we get from satellites. And what that does is it helps us benchmark our fields. And as long as we have the crop planted in the field and the planting date, we're able to track biomass accumulation across our fields. So we can tell if a field is accumulating biomass faster than average or slower than average and what that does is it helps us pinpoint those fields that we need to be checking on so for example early on if I have a field that is accumulating biomass slower than the average of my field it could be a field with a nutrient deficiency or maybe it's a field that we had drowned out problems with and we had to go in and look to see if we need to do some replanting And some other examples would be if you have a field that's trending up faster in biomass early on, that could be a field with a weed escape. And instead of looking at every single field every day to try and figure out how it's doing or where it's going, we're able to get a really overall view of our fields and know which ones we should be focusing on today or tomorrow. So a lot of times, Mary Pat, what I do is I use a field monitoring tool to identify my outliers, my highs and my lows, and then I go through and I actually pull up that field and I want to look at the image itself to say, okay, that field is sticking out, trending high. What's that image looking like? Are there some areas now that we can go in and think about some things we talked about earlier of why is it high? Is it because it's growing fast? Is it because it's we do have a weed escape, those sorts of things? And where does that field rank as far as on my productivity scale and how am I going to manage it. So I use uh, the field monitoring tool a lot of the time to as a triage tool to allow me to go in and be a lot more specific in identifying the fields that maybe need a little extra push or a little bit more management to them. Yep, exactly. I think both kinds of satellite imagery, the low resolution, higher frequency, along with low frequency, high resolution images are so powerful when they're used together rather than using them separately. It it really makes for a great management tool to use on a farm. 
So one of the really fun things that I've gotten to do, I mean, we've talked about in-season uses of the tools and how we can use it so far, what happens when the crop is growing. One of the cool things that I've been able to experience has actually been in an alfalfa field. So I always put together my list of alfalfa fields, and then I want to see if they're trending up or down, especially now as we're coming in the spring, and that alfalfa is starting to break dormancy and, and come up. And I try to watch and make sure, number one, want to see the fields that are trending up or trending down, and then number two, looking at the in-season image itself to identify specific spots. Do I have a stand? How does that stand look doing crown scouts, those sorts of things. So can you tell me a little bit about some examples of some of the things we just talked about and how we might use them in the field with a grower or with one of our retailers? Yes. So right now, I mean, that's the focus for a field monitoring tool for us is alfalfa and how a retailer can use that with their farmers is really just helping them manage where they have winter kill and where they might need to change up their crop rotation and set them up for 2018 growing season. So retailers use it to help manage multiple farmers' fields at once and really be able to be efficient with their time so they can scout more acres and really get to the fields that need their attention in a timely manner. You said you were on a farm call today. What are some of the things that you're talking about around the field monitoring tool at this farm call, and how are you actually implying that with the grower? What's going on there? The farmer we're meeting with right now has mainly corn and soybeans, but he also grows kidney beans. And we were talking about how he can use that to manage his decisions throughout the season. So early on, if he's trying to decide where he needs to go spray or where which fields need nitrogen first, we're using field monitoring tool to show him that he can monitor his field biomass that way and make a plan for spray orders and application orders. And we're also using it not just early on in the season, but when he gets into making his fungicide decisions. If we have a field that looks like it's doing really well on the field monitor, if it's trending up, it's trending ahead of other fields, and it also has a hybrid with a high response to fungicide, the recommendation we're making is that's a place he should be investing in a fungicide. And some of the other things are just managing against risk. So if there's a field that's not doing very well in season, if it's got a red status on the field monitoring tool, meaning that it's trending behind, that's a field we might, we'll take a look at the in-season image on and see what we can find scouting. But if it's a field with lower productivity, that's a place where we might be saving our money this year and not investing as much in that field. So for us, Really, the conversation when it comes to a farmer is all about return on investment and how can we use this tool to make him more money. So being a farmer yourself and then also making farm calls to various growers around your region, what are some of the responses that you're hearing and seeing in the countryside when you have this return on investment conversation with those growers in 2018? I think the response is that's what they want to hear. They want to hear about return on investment and how they can be better managing their inputs and I know anybody that I've talked to that if we have a tool that can help them with that they're interested in at least taking a look at it so I think it's funny that you called me a farmer because I don't really consider myself a farmer (laughs) since my husband farms but he does call on me quite a bit for recommendations throughout the season on how we can be using this technology to make better decisions and manage where we're putting our dollars. 
So we've talked a lot about field monitoring tool and in-season imagery and how we use those tools. We know that there's a, a lot more ag technology out there. What are some other things that you've been seeing and working on that uh, would be interesting in mentioning to the listeners? So if you want to take it a step further, the tool that we've launched this year in 2018 is the field forecasting tool. So now we're looking at an individual field and how we can manage water, nitrogen, and potassium on that field. And what we found with using all the tools together is how can we manage our inputs the best to have the greatest ROI on a field. If it's a field that's got high yield potential, plus the field monitoring tool is saying that it's doing very well for the current season, and we can add in a tool like the field forecasting tool to really drill down how much nitrogen or potassium do we need to reach our optimum yield goals and when do we need to apply it. That's really where you can dig down deeper and use a crop model field forecasting tool to help model out those nutrients and figure out how we can be more efficient with them. So the R7 tool is not just about in-season imageries. It's about using a suite of egg technology products like the field monitoring tool, like the field forecasting tool, to make the best decision across those acres when working with a farmer in the retail. Mary Pat, uh, where can we find more information? Where can we direct our listeners to find more information about the suite of egg technology that Winfield United has to offer? So first of all, anyone can visit www.anthertech.com. That's where we house a lot of our information on our technologies, but a farmer can visit his local retailer who really owns our technology and can help him dig deeper into that suite of tools. Thanks, Mary Pat. You've been listening to The Deal with Yield with John Zook, agronomist for Winfield United, and Mary Pat Sass, Winfield United Technology Manager. The Deal with Yield podcast is produced by Winfield United. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes and thedealwithyield.com. 